Welcome, welcome, welcome Whoa. to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I'm joined by... Jay Let the Kid, what it do? How is everyone doing out there? We are so glad to see you. We can't see you, but we are so glad to talk to you. Yeah, that works. You know? Um, uh, we got episode 60. Here we are. Is the, what's the, was that? Is that a name for anything? Is it sixty? Is that the Roger Maris name? The Dimaggio. That's sixty-one, right? Sixty-one. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. I think sixty is kind of the thankless birthday, right? The big thing is fifty. Now you're over the hill. Over the hill, I thought is forty. Fifty. I thought over the hill was fifth or forty. I. See, I'm going. I was so I I'm was going, so convinced that it's fifty. I'm that going just 40. by you sticking and saying forty. I'm going forty. It's sticking in my craw, and now I'm second guessing myself. I think it's forty. Over the hill, you're saying is forty. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Obviously, I think over the hill is is definitely fifty. Okay, we'll weigh on that. Dreffen, are Dreffen, we gonna look this up, or do you want to let this? Uh, one of us just is gonna sound like an uh, idiot. Well, well, you know what I'm starting to like, and you know what I'm starting to like, and um. I, I know that it's going to get brought up, you know, so maybe we'll just spoil it right now. You, one of the things I have been liking recently about this, uh, this podcast are the the listener, the listeners and, or our illustrious, um, uh, social media fucking guru, mm. um, making fun or keeping us in check. Like I mean, like, cause we did voicemails last week. Well, I think it's our job to wildly speculate. So yeah, and they're there to they're the checks and the they're the balance. So that's so that's why I say I like maybe let's start like not looking up things so it forces you know our just our just fucking boo boo kitty fucks of listeners Mm. look it up and then they text in and they or they or they voicemail in they call yell at us and if no one does that then. Uh, Dreffen takes over and he he takes care of biz. Well, I think that's also good because now we both get to leave this thinking we're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? That's also we, a plus we, too. We, we both right. get to leave this thinking that we're both right. Yeah. And someone will be corrected, but then even the person who was wrong is still gonna just talk their way out of it. So it's a win-win-win. So So 50. 40. Yeah, 40. Okay, it's okay. definitely 50. Okay. <laughs> Um, we've got open oh, we, baseball started this week. I see you got the hat on. The, I got the hat on. Uh, the go Braves. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. are we? What are we doing there? Oh, we're still doing that, or are we not doing that? I, we got to take a stand on it right now. It it's about. It just was opening day. Are we chopping this year? Yes, we were defending champs. The chop got us to the win. Okay, we have to chop. <laughs> Right? Okay, yeah, you're we got right. Chop. We're defending champs, dude. Chop. We're chopping. Okay. All the way We're to defending chips. All the way to Choptober. All the way to Choptober. Okay. God, people out there do not like that. I sent you a couple things on I know. on a couple things about the you know the Braves and it was uh I I hope we just don't get to a situation with the Guardians. And if we do get to a situation where we have to change our names, the Cleveland Indians had to change their names to the Cleveland Guardians. Yes. If we do have first to get, official season, right? Yes, first official season. Okay. So, like, I don't, I don't want to get to that because you know I'm a Braves guy, and like, you know, I don't get butthurt about like you know things like you know that that like that. 
But um, if we do have to change our name, I'll totally like be fine with it. But like, let's get something better than Guardians. Guardians, yeah. Y- uh, yes, yes to all that. Let's do some um, the Atlanta fucking. You know, the well, lot. I don't think anyone's like. There's very few teams out there that have had to change a name in the past. Now they've changed cities and stuff. But I don't think that's like a normal thing for a fan to have to deal with. So I, I you have to be open minded, right? That is true. It's like because like when they change cities and they come back and then there'll be like a different name. You've got you had a, like a, a little bit of a while to get over that name, and like and then choose a new one. It's like as if your dad divorced your mom, but as he is pushing her out the door, your your new stepmom, five years younger, yes, is coming in, and she, yeah, she had them done. Yes, that's yes. exactly it. Right, that's exactly it. Like you get no time to mourn, you, to mourn, to figure out. You have to just, you just have to deal with what's given to you now. We don't even truly get a name, like a a, a, a hand in the naming process. It feel, you know, they make you feel like you do, but you don't. You know, Helen walked out that door. Helen too walked in the door. Why does it have to be Helen? Just a couple of Mount Saint Helens. Mm. Um, how was the weekend, bud? Weekend was good. Fr- uh, how how was it to like you know chill out? Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> I feel to like just, you've been running. My, I, as I was telling everyone, I said my plan is to not have a plan. And that's exactly what I did. I feel like you've been running for a while. Been running, been running tough. Did some gardening. The garden is is popping you've been off. Kill on that, dude. Yeah, I've been thoroughly, thoroughly jealous. Like I've been Thank watching, you. and I come you, over. I could always use a young ranch hand. No, no, no. I don't want to help you. I want you to help me. Okay, I mean, <laughs> set me up. Let's. Go. I need you to help me. I'm just seeing flowers and things and. I, I want I want those things you as can well, have those I, things. and I don't have those things. Is your uh, is your is your alien in the ground? My alien is sitting right here. It's gonna go in the ground. Is uh, that the box? Yep, that's the box. Okay. I did a lot. I actually did a lot of uh, you the know lawn, lawn stuff too. Saw that? Yep. Yeah, the lawn. Always had, judging. Yep, the lawn. I I cut that and then I put in the the our trees and stuff and did you oh you see i popped your little gnome gnome guy out did you see your little gnome I, I did see him i thought i was i was i was starting to like feel i was like man jordan got me that garden gnome and like that sweet pot and he's probably like this guy's never gonna fucking use it but i you know i look i work slower than you i did um th- i didn't think that about the gnome i did see the pot out there and that thought had crossed my mind but i pushed it out immediately thank you Cause, I work slower. Cause yeah, I need your I'm, help. I don't know what the fuck I put in there. I need like a cool flower. So I don't know what to put in there. Okay, that's it. That's my. That's all my, right. I that's know. my terrible. Okay. Justification. But yeah, so uh, did a lot of gardening. Just did some relaxing. Hit hit. Brought the brought the flatty out finally. I saw that. It looked been really a, good. Yeah, been a minute. Did some smashbergs on that bit, and it they came out delicious. I was. Uh, it's funny. We've the last few times I've tried to cook them. Something has happened, and I've had to put uh, Cody on the grill, so I never got to actually cook them. But I'm watching all the videos because that's like my favorite thing on Instagram. It looks great. Is just watch the food videos. It looks good. So yeah, I was uh, smashing those out. Uh, but yeah, it was a great weekend. How was yours? Grill uh, the flat top before the flat top real quickly because uh, we're both flatty daddies. Looks really good, really seasoned. Looked pr- like looked primed. Yeah. It's it just, hit, I mean, I've had it like. Did you ever, do you ever see other people that have? Do you have? Do you have any friends that have, that 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 are wannabe flatty daddies or they are flatty daddies, but they're they're you know they're you you can see 
you can see, uh, you know, weaknesses in the surface of, of it that they, they're not paying attention to. See, that is the intricacy. Do you know what I mean? That's the intricacy of being a flatty daddy, though, yeah. because any true flatty daddy should be able to look at another man's grill and know whether it's in proper form. Yes. So, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I yours, looks, yours was A1. Yeah, thank you. I was, thank I was, you. I was, I was proud. Thank you. But, uh, uh, week, yeah, weekend was good. Like I said, I, uh, uh, did some guarding and stuff on Saturday, and uh, that was it. And then, and then we had we had baseball. I did honestly I did a baseball thing the whole weekend. It was pretty boring. Yeah, that's okay though. I did a baseball thing all weekend. That's a, that's a good weekend uh, thing though. Yeah, you know? just throw a game on, lay on the couch, masters, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it was a, it was a little uneventful. Um, uh, before we get into the uh, what did you learn this week, I just want to just touch on because I. I know we'll forget it, and I wanted to like. Did you see the? Um, what did we learn this week? We're opening up the or the janitor's closet. closet I mean, the janitor's right? closet. Okay. No, no, no. And now, before we do that, I wanted to ask you about. Did you happen to see because the Parkland shooter kid is getting uh, <laughs> sentenced or whatever? He's already yeah, guilty, they're, right? They're doing. They're doing. Uh, I think they're doing jury selection. But he's already guilty. I think they're just doing jury selection for his sentence. Yeah, I think I think, they, I think he's already. I think because he, he pleaded guilty. Let's just say that that's what it is. I think I think now. No, he pleaded guilty. Yeah, yeah and I, I think, think he's he's convicted sentencing. for that. I think now they're doing the for uh, death sentence. What he's gonna get? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the? Uh, they're having a hard time pulling like getting jurors. You getting jurors? Uh, having a real hard time. I did see the just the very quick, and this is just because it's so South Florida. It's like such a South Florida thing. It's amazing. Uh, judge calls on one of the prospective jurors. He. Basically says that he doesn't she. speak a lick of English. Yo. No, a lick of English. And the judge says, basically, do you understand what I'm saying? And they just go, they blank stare and say. just like, okay, you're, you're there's some, like, I think like that was just the, you know, I think they're on week three now of trying to solidify. Yeah. 12. Well, it's no, it's a, it's a process. You know what I mean? There's been but so sure. many, but then you saw the sugar daddy, uh, sugar daddy one this no. week. No. You didn't see it? No. Oh, that was this week's. Oh, she couldn't. She wait. was like, you know, they asked her like, yo, can you be, you know, available? Like, you know, these dates, like, you know, if you're, if you're picked, you got to be kind of like, you got to be these, uh, these weeks, you got to be available. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I can't. And, you know, she, this, she was like, oh, I can't. She like spoke out and, and like the judge was like. You, you you see her saying that you can't. Why can you not be uh, you know available for those days? And the juror was like, it was a she. She goes, well, I got my sugar daddy, and he's got to have. I like I already have the nineteenth and like the twenty third already booked with him, so I can't miss. I definitely can't miss those days. So mm. I will not be available those days. Did that work? And then and the judge was just like, she was she was just like taking it back. She was like. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't think I understood what you were saying. What was that again? And then, like, the chick said it again exactly like the same. Yeah. And then, like, as she was finished, she was like, yeah, my sugar got twin. And she was like, okay, we got it. We'll come back to you. Oh. Just <laughs> like, the judge was even, just like, because she didn't, didn't, she didn't even get render it. a decision? She, I mean, she just, she didn't get it at first, but then when she, like, then she got it, because I think she heard it, but she didn't, she didn't think she heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she, then she's like, I didn't hear that in my, in my courtroom. There's no way. And then, like, the girl, like, you know, from, like, Hiley was like, my sugar daddy said 19th and 23rd. Oh, my and she, God. And then, like, as soon as she's like, okay, hey, we'll come back to you. 
<laughs> She's just looking at the bailiff, just like this bitch. So yeah, jury selection oh is, my is God. getting. We're in week three now with that. On and popping, huh? But yeah, let's open up the Jenner's closet. <laughs> let's let's get into <laughs> Thanks it. Thanks for cleaning that up before we. I, I knew it I up. wouldn't remember it, and yeah. I felt like it was important <laughs> but for some odd reason. Okay, all right. Um, so the Hollies, um. Uh, the, 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 was it the first song, Long Cool Woman? Is that the one you were saying that you always play? Yes. Okay. So I definitely, the first like two notes that remembered came on, it, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I was like playing hurdle with myself to see how, <laughs> and I was like, I knew I've it's remember funny. you playing this like in, uh, in bars and stuff when mm-hmm. we would go there. Um, the Hollies have this interesting kind of like. I don't know. I gave you a lot of weird shit, by the way. Yeah. On there. I don't know how to explain this. It's almost like um, it's an it's like an empty UK guitar kind of sound. It's difficult to explain, but there's not. What do you mean? There's not like, you know, an electricity a lot of about it. And yeah, it's almost like um, well, it was early 60s. Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't about. have any garage in it. It's like before the proliferation of like stones and fuzzy shredding, guitars, shredding and, rock and yeah, roll electrified. And, yes. Yeah. So it, there's it, still in between that rock and like, you know, oldies songs in Motown and like doo wop. And I guess that was the interesting part because that's a very interesting time in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I would almost say like, you know, what, like 60, 62, somewhere up to like 66, you know. Exactly. Right. Right there. Really? And that's it. Like that. Maybe butting 66 up the, is even pushing it. No, over. no. It's it's 66, but it's like that. It's like January of 66 and that was it. Yes. And so. You're totally right on that timeline. Yeah. And to me, that's like when you know the psychedelics and just like all the different parts of like rock and roll really changed so it was interesting to like go back and listen to like a great rock band but like before rock got their hands on them and they you were like I mean? blue they were trying to do blues stuff too like i put I, I, when i when i was building that playlist i honestly was like laughed to myself because i was like i'm putting a lot of weird weird ass holly songs on here like the songs i put on there were like weird ones yeah and it's just it's kind of like in this way that bowie would like try to not sound British, but sound like other yeah, sounds. Right, but it, yes. But, it, but then it goes through the prism of their sound because they just sound like what they sound and like. And they were that cover band, remember, yeah. you know? They so were like covering everything. It was interesting to kind of hear all that, um, but I liked them. I definitely liked them. Yeah, um, sweet. They're good shit for sweet, sure. Sweet, for sweet, sure. sweet, sweet. Okay. Alex, what did you learn this week? Okay, I learned about this crazy ass dude, <laughs> uh, Sam Patch, and it's a little bit of a story, so you're gonna have to bear with me. We're but both gonna delight each other with a good story right now cool. about what we learned this it, week. This guy, I don't Tell know, me. I don't know why, but for some reason he was like, I thought he was super cool, and he had, a, and he was the first guys that he would just jump off of high shit. Okay. Okay. His name like was base jumping or what? Just jumping off a high shit. Okay. Sam Patch. Okay. Um, uh, worked at the mill and uh, he was born in, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. But when he was not working, he uh, would entertain the other boys uh, that he worked with by jumping off the mill dam. 
And by his early 20s, he was working at the mill in Patterson, New Jersey, and he was jumping off even higher spots there. And he was beginning to attract crowds and shit. Um, so uh, on September 30th, 1827, he jumps off this 70-foot uh, Passaic Falls in New Jersey, and everyone was like, holy shit, this kid's doing stuff. Okay. 1820s, 1827. So just the first evil Knievel. So he was like, yo, this is my this is my calling. This is it. I'm gonna just jump off high shit. That's it? That so he goes on uh, so on Fuck Friday, November sixth, eighteen twenty nine, in front of an estimated seven thousand to eight thousand spect- uh, spectators spectators, Patch went on uh went to jump off a rock ledge in the middle of the falls. And he at first though, because he wanted to make sure, you know, he wanted to be safe. And he wanted to, you know, so he first threw a pet bear cub over the falls. A pet bear cub? And the the cub managed to swim safely to shore. So he said, I'm good. When in doubt, cub it out. Alex's face on the board, dog. <laughs> when in doubt, cub it out. That will be our first fucking merch. That's gonna be on. That's our first shirts. Draft and print the shirts. When in Mike. doubt, cub it out. Wow, I can't move on. I need you to move on. What happened? Niagara Falls is next. Oh so, shit! So he throws the bear cub over. Jumps off safely and goes, I'm ready for the big time. No. So I thought he was going to die right there. So in the fall of 1829, Patch uh, gained fame by leaping over the Niagara River, uh, which is the base of the Niagara Falls. Um, and and his, uh, his star attraction uh, at the event was to draw visitors to the, the falls. It was a 125-foot fucking jump. Um, but... Uh, he uh he had a little snafu. He had a he had a ladder that was chained, you know, to like the wall of like you know of these falls to climb up it. And like an hour before he was supposed to jump, he the chain on the wall fucking snapped. So they had to like re like fix it and redo it, mm. and it pretty much set like the whole entire event back like four hours and. Uh, and it was also like really shitty weather apparently. So he jumps it and he does it and he's fine. It gets, it's a, it's, you know, it's a little spotty. He jumps and like the boat comes up to like the spot where he jumped in and they couldn't find it. But then he was like over on shore, like, you know, and it was, it was, it was, it was a big deal, but no, everyone laughed. Everyone kind of laughed. Everyone kind of laughed. So he was like, let's run this back. Let's run this back. Got it. He's like, let's run this shit back. Okay. So. Uh, you know, the, the first time you know raised a you know, disappointing amount of money. So uh, the second one, he goes, we need to run it back, and we need to run it back immediately. So he runs it back on November thirteenth, uh, uh, Friday the thirteenth. Mm, I don't like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first time uh, it was one hundred twenty-five feet. He goes, listen, we're doing it again. We've done it already. Let's let's go another twenty-five. Act like you've been. What? He says, let's go another 25. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. <laughs> he goes, there, was a, there was an option? He goes, let's go 150. There was an option to upgrade. We got a bigger ladder. Okay. <laughs> so my man, uh, he's like, let's go. Let's go another 25. Goes to 150. 
He's up there. And, uh, the, you know, they went up because they went up another 25. There's not like really space to jump off there. The falls are going. It's not. So they had to like build a little platform. Yeah, falls don't stop. They had to build a little platform, you know. All falls down. You know, day before. Had to build a little platform. Mm, okay. Okay. Engineers Guessing weren't there. Guessing the engineers didn't Engineer, get time to you go do, check you do, that out. You knew the engineer stuff was happening oh or not God. happening. Okay. So he gets up there and everyone's rooting him on. Everyone's excited. There's like 8,000 people there. They're so stoked. And um, he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then it kind of looks like the platform breaks. Some visitors say, saw the platform break, guy fell. And then others say, uh, no, it was part of the act. The guy's a showman. Wait, but he disappears after this? So he jumps off okay. and uh, does not land in his normal vertical feet first form. Mm. Everyone knows you got to go pencil. Got to go pencil. That's the, really the only option from that height. It's really it. Okay. Uh, can't find him. No. Can't find him. But everyone's like, yo, he's just like, you know, he's just a regular Houdini. He's in, there's these caves under the falls there. They're like, yo, he's hidden the caves, in the caves. And he's just Denial. like, he's just like, you know, stoked on fucking, you know, like the star. And he's, yeah, he's doing like a, a Houdini thing. Mm. Let's fast forward to uh, the spring. Let's okay. fast forward to the spring. Okay. And, uh, uh, Frozen body was found. No. It was found. It was under the ice. It was under the lake. So he was there. It was under the he, lake. He was in the, the Charlotte Lake. He just had to thaw out a little bit. Thawed out a lake. He was, and he was, uh, he, next spring he was, he was found by Silas Hudson, uh, you know, a young trapper keeper. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that fucking sentence alone. And found on, on, on Charlotte Lake in Rochester, New York, uh, just under the ice, fucking just total, you know, Ted Williams style. Now, look, if you need to get dealt, go see your boy for the felt, okay? Because he's got it. <laughs> Silas, Silas, I'm go, going to Silas for all my pelts. Go off, King. That's it. <laughs> go off. Wow. That is a story. Sam Patch. Sam Patch. It's a story of, you know, make sure you do pencil stuff. Pen, yes. And uh, make sure... That you have an engineer around, maybe. I would just say that's a, that's that's just a story of the American dream. Look, I'm, I, I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna jump off stuff and make money. It's I was thinking about that when I was reading it too. I was just like, yo, imagine just like because he was a child laborer, so there's like before like you know the laws and stuff. So he was like a child laborer. And just yeah, imagine working since he was eight. Imagine just like because like you know times are different in 2022. <laughs> yeah, and imagine just like being back in like 1827 and just being like, oh, if I just jump off shit, I could I can eat. I'm picturing like he's a kid. He jumps off like a very like a, a high dock, like eight feet into the water, and then he gets out, and some guy goes, "Pretty cool, here you go, kid," and like flicks him like a little nickel, and he's right. like, "That's it, that's it." Yeah, but he but then but you know his fault was he just he was just like fucking I'll just jump off anything. Never did any type of like research before, you know, like he wasn't testing the waters, like how deep is it? Well, he threw the cub off. He <laughs> 
He did. He did some testing. The, that's that was uh, he like, cupped it that out. That was dude. The, dog, dog. That was what? What? What, what is it? <laughs> when in doubt, cup it out. Yeah. Um. That was like I had to like obviously include that part in the story because I was just like, where did you get the bear cub? Where was it? Was it in a cage? Is it your daily driver? Did it, was it not it right fighting you? you? Like, how, did you bring it up there with did someone? You? Just have one because you had to go up the ladder. So did you carry that in a backpack on your back? And it was cool with it? Like a little baby just swaddling it? And was it the, the same term? size as you? Were you carrying your own weight up? That seems a bit inconvenient. They're the whole but that's why you got that's what but that's what you did back then in the 20s you cupped well, it well, out well what i think the yeah the 20s you cupped it out because i think what he was thinking he goes listen i could throw a cat off here and i could throw a dog off here because those are the only thing two two things i really have a lot of you know yeah that are around yeah what's a little bigger yeah <laughs> i think that's what he only a, only a couple kilograms smaller i feel like he was like what's a little bigger someone's like yo a bear cub like he's like but that's not on a farm mm. no i like that Jordan. Sam Patch. Sam Patch, man. Jordan, um, I need to know your, lush, your your story now. What did you learn this week? What I learned this week was an, <laughs> also a pretty batshit crazy story, and it is about the Cokeville Elementary School hostage crisis. Okay, hold on. Let me grab my seatbelt. Okay, it's on. Click it or ticket, bud. You're no Ian. Um, so... 43-year-old David Young and wife walk into the front of this is 19 like Where 80, are we? Oh. 1984 in uh like in uh Wyoming. Cokeville, Wyoming. Cokeville, Wyoming. Cokeville. Yeah. So they walk in to the front cuz in the 80s, you know, you can just like basically walk in wherever you want. And uh they have a shopping cart with them. And the lady at the front desk is like, "Yo, can I help you?" And under the blanket on the shopping cart, my man's has basically a jerry-rigged gasoline bomb and a bunch of guns and says, I'm taking over this bitch <laughs> with his wife. Okay, okay. He's got a switch, like a string tied to his arm where if he pulls it. If he comes loose from it. it yeah, if he comes loose from it, it, it goes off. Okay, we got so a lawnmower gets, situation. Yeah, so he gets 98 kids and 18 Jesus uh, teacher, teachers into one room and basically is like, I'm going to ask for like $2 million per person. And like then I'm going to blow up the bomb and we're all going to take that money and reincarnate back on the new world. That's what he said. He's got a manifesto too. You can read that in your own time. We'll get to that later. I'm all in right now. So love here's, me a here's, good manifesto. Love a good good Manny, you know. Uh, so here's here's the crazy part. I think we've made already three shirts of this episode. Yeah, already. yeah. Dreffen, Mike, keep printing them. So here's the best part. So um, he's like, "Yo, I gotta go take a piss." No, wifey. No, you can't. Wifey, you can't. I'm gonna tie the string around your <laughs> around your your wrist. And now you're in charge. I'm going to go hit the head, and then I'll be right back, baby. Stop. Stop it. So he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's getting no nauseous from the fumes of this gasoline. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> and she, I she's think. Only, he's only been away for about a minute yeah, and a half. <laughs> she's sweating. And so she goes to wipe her brow. But That's why he had to go to the bathroom. He was easy. He, he was. knew. <laughs> so... <laughs> She uses the wrong hand, of course, 
and reaches up with the hand with the wire on it to, to wipe just to wipe to the, the brow and detonates the bomb. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Now, it blows her to shit. <laughs> Only her, I hope. Um, and basically, it gets the the classroom on fire. The guy comes out, stands over his wife. <laughs> what do you do? She's like clinging to life. He just ends it for her right there. Pops her right there. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the kids are running out of the classroom. He shoots one of the guy, one of the teachers, but the teacher keeps throwing the kids out, and basically. He realizes he's done fucked up. What did he do? Turns the gun on himself. Yeah. Ends it. Gotta. All the teachers, all the students all get out. Some injured, but they all live. Oh, man. And and uh, <laughs> and David Young and Doris Young are no more. So. That's how it's done, people. Yeah. That's That's your best one yet. Yeah, I can honestly say on episode sixty, this is your best. This is your best. Just rounding into form. This is the best one yet. Mm. I can't even begin. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was dying. I'm dying laughing inside. I'm holding it back again now. So you'll love this. this the is, fumes. Yes. The fumes, the fumes and a little itchy fucking nose job. Yes. Oh my god, Doris. That's a Simpsons episode, dude. Doris. Ugh. I mean, I love. Imagine my boy, because listen, he had to go take a shit. He didn't have to. He had to go take a shit. I'm I'm assuming it's not piss, but I'm hoping it's no, 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 no. No, it has to be a shit. It has to be a shit because if he has to take a piss, he just does it there. He's got to take a shit. He's not going to shit his pants. See, the problem was. Imagine him back in the fucking elementary school because they got small ass little stalls. He's in there taking a shit, and he just hears. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, he didn't wipe. Did he wipe? No. And this was all caused because he had a little chorizo burrito, breakfast burrito on the way in, and that's what gurgled that stomach. And had he not had that, he would have probably gotten his wife. Bro, it's he's sitting on the can. Yeah, wife just blows herself to shit. <laughs> and then he just hears a boom, a bomb go off. And he goes, no way. Yeah. Now, the bomb was leaking also, and they didn't realize that. Oh, so, she did? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she goes, I think it's leaking. My nose keeps fitching. And it was just like the way the room was built and like the windows were cracked. Like all these things made it so that the bomb wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. And like basically they're the only two that died. That's the best part. Yeah. That's the best part. Well, yeah, that's the only part. And the guy even tried to shoot a guy. And that guy literally kept helping kids get out and then lived. Imagine when he comes back, like, and his ass is not white because there's no way he white. Like, when the bomb went off, he put he yanked his shorts up and tied his belt. And he did not wipe. Imagine when he went, he knew he went around, what was it, the auditorium or just no, the classroom? No, just in the classroom. When he ran back to classroom 118B, when he ran back in there, he got in there, and, and his wife is just, like, melting from, like, the gasoline. Imagine, he, he went back and he, the first thing he did to her goes, what happened? And imagine the look on his face when his wife melting goes, my nose itched. I well, I'm also wondering this. Do you think <laughs> do you think the 
he kills her. He puts her out of her. Or, misery. or does she go? I think it was leaking. <laughs> like what? I think, I think she just goes. I'm melting. I know. I'm doing. I'm thinking Wizard of Oz. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you got to think right before he pulls the trigger and ends his life that he's like, man, I got a shitty butt. <laughs> yes. Like, like the story, his last thought is, "Oh fuck, I forgot." This to wipe. story oh. is gold. It should be a mini series somewhere. I'm. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm with you. What did he eat? Did he have a little bean burrito for breakfast? I mean, did a little breakfast burrito. Something you know, the Jimmy Dean that I think, morning. I was... think you're right. I think he might like that morning. He might have fucked up and ate, you know, an old omelet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little huevos rancheros. So his two friends were going to invest in this plan with with him to get rich <laughs> and he brought them to the school and his daughter and they were going to go but he didn't tell them what the plan was right till they got there and, they did. and his two friends and his daughter were like no fucking way and basically they like drove to the the police immediately talk about bearing the lead dude yeah that's that that was it yeah that's what like, happened they get, got to the parking lot and then the guy was like you guys in or out and they were like they we're out and they they got the fuck out the car and they left and then he turned to his wife and said all right yo fucking let's finish up this fucking you know taco bell's breakfast taco bell <laughs> breakfast and fucking let's get in there yeah. <laughs> exactly oh. exactly Good man. Thank you. Uh, we can end that episode now if you'd like. No, let's, Golly. let's go through. Golly. Yeah, the Cokeville Elementary. Some people call it the miracle. <laughs> I mean that's 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 t-shirt number four. There it is. Um all right. We've got uh I've got some um I got some shaming to do on myself. Mm-hmm. Go. Well, let me set this up. There's I'm going to allow you to couple. speak. There's a couple. I'm going to allow you to speak. But um, as as you heard last episode, uh, Alex did the classic Benson double down. As we all know and we all have seen before, we know when it's coming. Uh, a little bit defensive, but I will, I will give you the credit because you did say on the pod that as soon as the pod was over, you were going to go investigate yourself. Yep. Uh, you did call me about 28 minutes later mm -hmm. and said uh, I was I was allowed wrong. Yeah, that's the term you used. And yeah. now I will turn the floor over to you. Um, last week, as as many of you heard, um, uh, we had uh, a, 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 an absolute general of the of the new kids on the block army set me straight in a way that's never good. And when I say in a way, a musical way. I had said uh, many, many fort fortnights fortnights ago yeah. when we were talking about uh, moms or dads whose uh, sons or daughters were in the biz. Yep, I said Jesse McCartney was the son of Paul McCartney. Mm. Um, absolutely wrong. I was called out. On the voicemail thing. So if you guys want to have, as you can hear, uh, Jordan having a good laugh. If you want to have a good laugh too, because it's actually really funny. Because if you go back to it, I go, nope, there's she's wrong. Yeah, you did. That's the that's the Benson double down. And then you looked it up right there live on air and like said, dude, no way. And I said, um, maybe, but I still don't think she's right. But I will call 28 minutes after and i did and she was totally right yeah it meant jesse mccartney was not the son 
of Paul McCartney. Your uh, cousin, uh, we can't, she's not technically a Mitski, correct? No, she's not. She's not. What do we, we need something for she's that a, She's a Pennsylvania. Oh, oh yeah. She's That's a Pennsylvania. She's Pennsylvania. So yeah. she is, um, she has been just chirping at us she's every a episode now. She's a Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, there you go. That's a mouthful. But yeah, she's been coming after us every episode now. That's yeah. part of the checks and balances. That's though, that's what I'm saying. That's why we're not gonna, we're gonna stop googling shit. Yeah, you know because yeah, I'm done. My, because when you check me, that that's cool. But like when you know, listeners check me, yeah, that it's here. It's right yep. here. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 in my heart. It felt good though. I I felt as if I was part of the Gen Pop that gets to celebrate that mm-hmm. because of the fact that you called me right after and I knew about the admission of guilt. Before anyone else. Now I have another uh, Alex is loud wrong. Mm. Oh, that I'll call myself. Okay, so you're calling your own foul right now. Now this happened, and when I tell you this uh, stupid mini story, uh, the, the, there, I didn't go back. I didn't listen. I didn't. When it happened, I knew what I said, and I did not. Uh, um, coward. Yes, I did you not. Coward. Yeah, I didn't. And so last week. When we were talking about um, uh, the Pony Express, my my, what did you learn this week? <laughs> yes, fantastic. <laughs> uh, orphans own orphans, or, orphans excru- preferred, orphans encouraged. What <laughs> yeah. was it? What was yeah. it? Was orphans it preferred? In- it was something like that. Yeah. Orphan, yeah. But um, we were talking. It was a transcontinental. Uh, yeah, I. Y- so okay. listen, <laughs> I, I. It was my fault. I got the two mixed up when we, we, we started getting unraveling the story. And then I then opened up another tab, as I wanted to do, mm. which I'm working on. Uh, you we know, both are seeing, we're both seeing you, you're the same say, therapist. You're being kind by saying we're both. We're both. I'm working on funny. it. <laughs> as I, as funny. As I'm <laughs> But I said, I, was, I started talking about how they laid the cable from London to New York. And that's the transatlantic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and when I did it, I, cause like, I think I said the transatlantic story about laying the cable across the sea. And then I went back to the, uh, what did you learn this week? And I think the first sentence was like, and then the transcontinental fucking railroad got in the way. And I was like, uh, mm. I was talking about the sea and I, and I didn't, I didn't call myself out now Draffin dead. As he is one to as, do. And, and as I'm one to, like, uh, I to deserve. I think that's a rabbi's job. Yes. Anyways, you know. Well, I, well but Dreffin also, also gets, you know, as much as we have a lot of fun around here and stuff, we do, like, uh, things like that we like to be factually accurate. Like, if we're talking about, the, like, what did you learn this week? We like to be factually accurate. Yes. Right? Close enough. Close enough. I'm talking about C... And, and and we're talking about land. Mm. So again, I want to call myself on Alex's loud wrong. Uh, laying cable across uh, you know the seabed from London to New York. That's transatlantic. The Pony Express was transcontinental. You could have snuck that by me. I did sneak it by you. Well, I'm saying you could have <laughs> left. You could have left it snuck and by me. And I do have to say. I was I was like because I knew like because I knew what I when I said I said it and 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 I and like the weekend went by and nothing was said and then Treffin I think he's honestly I think he called me out today he was either yesterday or today like 
one of these two definitions are not true. And then he put up the transcontinental and trans, like he put the definitions of both. And I was like, he marinated on that motherfucker. Good for you, bud. Yeah, that stewed with him all morning as yeah. he was getting like, yeah, yeah. As he's one to do. Yes. So yeah, maybe that's in, that. Honestly, I kind of like that set that that that's that new segment that you might have like started. That Alex is loud wrong. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's only it's only fun though when you double. Well, we have down. to rename it. We can't do Alex is loud wrong because then that, now we're taking that from uh, the Lebertard show. So we got to like rename it. Is that their thing? Yeah, they do the Dan's loud wrong thing. Oh, uh, that's yeah. where we got it from uh, subconsciously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So, that. We'll, so if we keep that going, which I'm, 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 I'm very okay with, because are we just going? Alex is dead wrong by Biggie Smalls. There we go. Boom. The Biggie Small. Mm. Go you got up. it. Okay. Um, I just have a quick announcement as well. Um, it seemed that there was, um, let's just say, some unhappiness in the ranks. As per some voicemails last Let week. Let me cut you off real quick. The voicemails popped off last week. There, some blood was shed that didn't need to be shed. And um, Dugan, I I think that I can safely say that you were in some type of altered state. Oh, no. Is, well, did you, you text them? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm having to wildly speculate that my lifelong friend would ever say... The things that he said under any normal circumstances. He, went, he must have been under duress by terrorists. I don't know. He went in. But I think that I'm going to have to invoke the 25th Amendment on you. And we're going to have to do some further testing and see what's going on. I don't know if, if, well, if, I think, if he is fit to stand in your ranks. Because I think he's with me and he's delusional. Well, I, I don't know what's going on. I, well, if you will agree to it, I think... The only way to settle this, and I believe this is how they used to settle it back uh, in the medieval days, is I think you and I need to joust over him. Joust. And whoever wins gets him. Okay. That's going to be think? a big Clydesdale for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a Clydesdale. Yeah. Either He's way. have some fur on the hooves. Either way, just from the insubordination, you will. So you didn't, but you did not find any evidence. Thoroughly sanctioned. Let me say that. Sanctions will be played. Okay, Biden. Will be levied down upon you. <laughs> regardless of which side you pick. The voicemails popped last weekend, man. Like I, I think I gained like two more in the army. It was a big week for me. I I would call his um his attendance into question. He'll be there. We'll see. He'll be there. So yeah, I just I had to mention that. Um it was stuck in my craw all week. And um and he knows it. Um, I've got a fun little, uh, little, little segment here for you, um, that I was watching a biography over the weekend and it got me uh, thinking, I, I, I looked up a bunch of songs that were either originally written by somebody else. Okay. You know, and then given to, you know, another band or they took it or whatever. But still the first to perform it. But they were the first to perform it. Okay. Yeah, they didn't write it and yeah. then like give like they perform it and yeah. Okay. And or the songs were uh passed up by an artist. They were written for an artist and the artist said nah and this then another like, artist got it. Like Will Smith saying I'm not going to be in the Matrix. Boom. Right. Keanu. Exactly. Got Is that it. real? I didn't know that. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Will. Idiot. There's a couple good people that passed it up before Keanu took it, I think. 
I don't even, the, that that's you don't even see Keanu. I you know what? But I can see Will Smith in that. I'm looking it up. I I, I like that. Well, uh, no, don't look at uh, don't. Well, all right, whatever. I'm gonna start. Ready? Yes. Okay. So because if the first one's like kind of like you know, whatever. So the song by the Eagles, "Take It Easy." Okay. Was originally written by Jackson Brown, and he uh, was touring it for like you know a couple years, especially like a bunch of the Troubadour back in like the Laurel Canyon days, and uh, he actually was uh, uh, roommates with uh, Glenn Fry of the Eagles, and Glenn Fry was like, "Yo, give us, give me that," and then the Eagles <laughs> give me that <laughs> made it a fucking a number one hit. Okay, so that was the first one. The next I have, one, I have my Matrix list, but I'm teasing that for the end of the segment. Continue. Okay, cool. Uh, the next one, Michael Jackson uh, passed up uh, "Rock Your Body" and, and and gave it to Justin or just Justin and Timberlake later took it. Rock your is that Backstreet Boys? I want to rock your body. Oh, that one. When he went solo on just, I think it was Justified. So that was Michael's. My, it was yeah. It Michael was originally it was written, and then they they gave it to Michael. Michael was like, nah. And then Justin was like, I'll take that. Mm. I think I knew that actually because yeah. that was like that was like early two thousands, right? Like right around there. He just yeah, yeah yeah probably it was yeah like early two. Th- yep, I know. Okay. Um, the uh, Tom Petty. A writ- he wrote Don't Do Me Like That. Okay. And he hated the song. Okay. And uh, the Jay Giles band, which I don't know if you're too familiar with, but the Jay Giles band was a band that was, uh, they had a couple commercial successes, but they were like 80s like type of songs. But they were like, they were the Jay, the Jay Giles band was like the house band, I think, for uh, the Troubadour, which is uh, yeah. the off Sunset Trip. And he wrote it and wanted to give it to... And Jay Giles was like, give it to me. I'll take it. And it wasn't until Jimmy Iovine, who was producing Tom Petty's album, was like, absolutely not. Do not give that to them. We can make this a hit. Mm. And then so Tom Petty took it back and then made so it he, a hit. So he gave it but took it back? Yeah, or? he did like a yes. He, oh, man. He wrote it and he was like, nah. A guardian give. Yes. He's a guardian giver. Yes. A guardian... <laughs> <laughs> A guardian giver. I love you this episode. A guardian giver? (laughs) Like, no, that's it. That's That's it. it. A goddamn guardian giver. I'm only calling it that from everyone. Okay. Okay. Uh, which this this next one I think a lot of us knew uh, the uh, Pharrell's uh, iconic single "Happy" was actually originally recorded and CeeLo Green was supposed to do it and CeeLo Green said Oof. nah and then Pharrell you missed out on them billions of streams yeah. baby oof that one's that's I think that's gonna be similar to like these movies that we talk about where like you didn't play it and it became such an iconic thing. And you're like, damn, did I? I've read about that one where CeeLo Green, like, you know, to this day, he's always like, yeah, I fucked up on that one. Yeah. That's royalties on royalties on royalties for life. This next one you're going to love. And I I did not know it either. Uh, Stevie Wonder's Superstition. Okay, let me think here. No. Was who, who, who it was meant for or who passed on it? I'm not even going to let you try to, because it's a a whole thing. (laughs) Okay. So... During that album, uh, um, Stevie Wonder and Jeff Beck were in the studio together, okay. and they were noodling around. Jeff Beck was noodling around, you know, just like playing riffs and stuff. And he came up with like that original riff of like, bum, 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 that was yeah, Jeff yeah, yeah. Beck. 
And Stevie loved it. And Jeff was like, whatever. You know, we're just fucking around. They were just like, you know, jamming it because Jeff like was wasn't even he was honestly he was not on the on that album. He was just yeah, you know, whatever. Just happened to be there with him. On the yeah, studio that and uh, he left the uh, the studio. Jeff Beck left the studio, and then Stevie went over to the Clav and recreated like that 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 riff yeah. that he lo- that he loved from Jeff Beck, and like and like the story kind of says like. Stevie kind of didn't like really let on too much how much he liked it. It almost feels like he was like, "All right, see you later," and then <laughs> like he watches him like get into the the like the he shuts the, his front uh, the front door of his car, <laughs> and then he just locks the studio. <laughs> the dead, says, the dead Frank, the dead, <laughs> yeah, Frank, yeah. You got that ready? Yeah, and and then calling everyone. Yeah, so Stevie went in and did st- oh, and then no. did superstition. That's dope, though. Yeah. Um, uh, the Britney Spears song, uh, hit me baby one more time Mm. was originally written and given to TLC first. And they said, nah, shouldn't have passed on that. Nah, they said, nah, we were all set on that. And they gave it to an unknown act, Britney Spears, and she killed. I mean, it was her first single. I mean... It's tough to think. I don't. I don't see TLC, TLC could do that. I don't see TLC on. Where's Left Eye dropping? You know what's what's Left Eye doing? You would have had to drop a sixteen or an eight in there, right? Yeah. I, that. I mean, it's revisionist history because like it was done by like a, you know, a blonde white girl, right? But it sounds like it was meant for a blonde white girl. Yes, exactly. And I don't know how else to say. That's that. exactly no. Because that was exactly what I was thinking about when I was reading. I was like, TLC on that song wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be as good. No, they're like no scrubs. That's their shit. Yeah. Jason Waters. So, uh, next one I got for you, um, uh, Whitney Houston's How Well I Know. Okay. Um, it was written and it was I written and meant for... Celine Dion. Janet Jackson. Mm. Janet Jackson yeah, that was supposed sense. to get that one. Janet Jackson said, nah, I'm all set. And yeah. And then Whitney took it and said, I got that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll pick that one up I'll right there. I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, uh, this one, I said a couple of, I got two more left here, uh, so I, and I, I kept them for you. Okay. Pusha T passed on, uh, N-Words in Paris. Oof. That one. Yeah. Pusha. Cause remember Pusha, in just like the, uh, um, uh, I'm, uh, what's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking what, the on. The clips? The clips, thank yeah. you. The clips? When N words in Paris dropped, were not doing anything. No. So the interesting thing with 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 Pusha is certainly they had separate. They were basically you know always in the studio with Pharrell and stuff back in Virginia. Yes. And then they came out with like three albums, and then I think his brother like didn't want to do music anymore for a while, and that's when that was like definitely during their like quiet period Mm -hmm. and then pusha came back much later but that was kind of during that time when pusha like just wasn't putting anything that's what i was that's that's what i was it was like like a lull in his career for sure right yeah he put he would he should have absolutely passed up on that yeah right he fucked up for sure um and the last one i got for you and it's just the funny um megan trainers uh i'm all about that bass (laughs) okay was passed up by not only beyonce but Adele. Mm. Imagine Adele doing that song. I can't. 
I don't think. Imagine Adele think doing both, I'm all about that bass, bro. There's no way you can do I'm all about that bass, Adele, if, and then you put out fucking, like, you know, rolling in the deep. I think Beyonce could have. Yes. But it would have still kind of been a reach. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need to. To me, it's like, first of all, Adele, okay, you're a voluptuous big woman. I don't ever think of Adele of having a fucking fat ass on her, right? No. Right? No. And then she's also like... Skinny, like, white British woman. Well, no, no, you're thinking of Amy Winehouse. Adele No, Adele is, like, super skinny now. Well, now she is because, you know, Maverick Carter said, tighten up. I think she she got like divorced, which is like I feel like always what happens at that point. Okay, whatever you say, bud. <laughs> she got the lap band surgery for sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, but like, but she's like a classical, like classy, like you know, woman. Like her yeah, singing all about her... the bass. The way no, you'd have to like slow it down and make it like like uh, just a completely different sound for her to even do it. But you know what? Now that we're talking about it, do you know what Megan Trainer looks like? No idea. She looks like Adele. She looks. She's like just like, and, I, and I'm not trying to. I'm not. I don't. I'm, I guess I'm not I've heard fat shaming. Name like say her before. Like I don't know how big she is. I don't know that, anything about her. That's her only. I think it's her only song. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like fat shame or do anything like say people are like aren't sexy or whatever. But Adele, like I said, doesn't like we don't look at her like having like a nice fat ass. Or something. She's like, you know, she's a big girl. She's a she's, she's got angles and stuff. And same thing with Megan Trainer. Mm. She's got angles. She's a white girl with like angles and shit. Mm. She's all about that base, no trouble. Okay. But you know, <laughs> maybe Adele could have done it. You know, actually, I'm convinced myself. Uh no, no. Um, so yeah, that's my. Uh, that was I. I, I thought I'd, I'd look up a oh, couple wait. of those for you. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. All right. The Matrix. Every, Will Smith, right? Every actor who turned down Neo. Oh, this is a thing thing. You're right. Yes. I have a list right here. First, I'm just going to go from the back side of this list. You nasty, mo- you nasty <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you see this? That's, that's my coach right there. He go from the back. Yeah. And you know who's normally around back? Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage and that would have been... Ooh, ooh! I don't know. That was kind of Nick. He, that was time. He, he was kind of like, yeah, he was still hitting. Yeah, oh one, right? Ninety nine. Oh, maybe ninety nine. That, that might have worked. Uh, Val Kilmer. Ooh, wow! Mm. You, you you like Val Kilmer? Uh, the aforeman- aforementioned Will Smith. Okay. Here's a couple. Just here's a couple curve bees for you. Leo. They would have. No, Leo was like, nah. Leo and, doesn't do action. Yeah, I don't think so. Leo doesn't do action, right? And uh, and also, and then of course, Leo don't like to get his hands dirty, right? What action movie has Leo ever done? Uh, he killed Man the, the Iron Mask. He killed <laughs> <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> pistol play all through that thing. <laughs> oh, we're talking about him being a fucking cocksmith. He beat the. Oh no! Wait, that wasn't Leo. That's that's the other guy, and the other Who's guy it? was Brad Pitt. They all turned it down. Yeah. Was did Keanu do anything before Matrix? I mean, we know Bill and Ted and stuff, but like, did he have like a role before that? Oh yeah. Was that the one that put him on? Like, what did he? He um he was in um Speed. I think Speed was definitely. I think before he was. That. In, I think a, he was no, in Speed dude, before. He'd been in like for like a decade before that. He was in um. 
What's the fucking movie where they're surfing and pitch shit? Point, pitch break. Point Break. Point Break, yeah. But that was like not, 91. Okay, first of all, Point Break is not a good like reference for like you know matrix because he was a he was a he was like the starring actor in that movie though it was him and uh swayze swayze do you want to do you want to you want to know my favorite parts of point break i haven't seen it in a while but yes obligatory check-in but you don't use you see it on on tv anymore my favorite parts because it happens multiple times in point break if for any of the listeners that don't know, Point Break is a movie about two surfers in Hawaii, Patrick Swayze, who is um, a native. He's like, you know, he's the native there. And uh, Keanu Reeves comes on the scene, kind of like, you know, taking over. They're battling over waves and stuff. They're getting in fights. They're fighting over girls and shit. It's an amazing movie. But he's an FBI agent. But he's an FBI agent. Spoiler alert. That's not it. But but if you when you watch Point Break, no one gives a shit about the FBI stuff. My favorite parts about Point Break are when the guys are surfing and they're they will be barreling in waves and having full conversations. Really? Oh my god! When you go back and watch it, they'll be like both like there's this be, whole scene of them in a yeah tomb. like Swayze and like Keanu will be like barreling the same exact way and they'll be like yo you're killing they're like yeah man like they're having fun it's like you can't hear anything. Okay, I'm gonna go try. To, like, I gotta that, find that clip. Full like, on conversations like while they're like barreling waves and like surfing and shit. It's like no one talks during those things. Maybe we neither of us have ever been been shacked like that you know what you bring up a good point because if we were we should a, call our resident surfer brian robertson and see exactly that's if true we should that is true brian uh text or call in or email dm whatever the fuck you gotta do you have our numbers 305-741-3671 and let us know can you have a conversation during a wave i think wait hold on is that a good is that, no, is no, that no, good? no 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 on a wave, I'm sure he's looked back as he was hanging 10 with the broskies behind him. And that's been not like, what's happening in Point Break. That's not what I'm talking about, though. It can't just be on a wave. You have to be getting tubed, you, right? You're saying this is in the tube? Oh, shut up, those fucking spit. What? My shit everywhere. <laughs> what? You got to be getting tubed? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, am I out of line? No, oh, you're not, but yeah, I just yeah. didn't expect you, you to say that said, word. You haven't... Because you haven't thought about being tubed in a minute, have I've you? I've never been tubed. Yeah, me, me either. So uh, our resident tuber, Bro Brian, please let us know if you can have a conversation while in a tube. We should call him right now. You think he's just done stretching? Call him people? right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call, hey, call him right now. Put the phone up to the mic. Let, let's see if he'll call. I'll uh, I'll buffer in here while well, right before we'll get we're gonna get into the peacock right right after this guys, but um let's call our resident uh uh, uh, uh was it tuber did you call it yeah our resident tuber put, put yeah put it put the yeah put it up in there let's see let's see if let's see if uh, our, our good friend bro Bry, he's an answer. awesome uh, little he's actually a really good uh, chef and he's what's what's his name is uh, sizzling sea cow sizzling sea cow is the name of his smoking. Uh, oh, he's not gonna pick it up, is he? Come on, come on, Bry. You piece of shit. Wow, that's it. You're out. You're out. You're out. We are looking for a new resident tuber. Yeah. Any of you surf bros out there, Brian? Don't you. call. Don't text. Don't We're email all set. or fax. Okay, are you uh you ready to get into this? I let's, need to wash something away from this disappointment. Yeah, I would say I just want to move past Brian's shit and let's get into the peacock. Perfect.
All right, you guys know what that sound means. That means it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Peacock in Music. I've got a good one for you, Jordan. I want you to be excited. I am. Um, this week's Peacock is Rage Against the Machine. Mm. They certainly, certainly deserve it. Yes. Uh, 1991 to present. Yep. Which the present is, uh, that's a little, uh, that's like, that's, that's dicey. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's being kind. Yes. If you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap rock group. Um, uh, started in 1991, uh, following the breakup of Tom Morello's original band called Lock Up. Um, when his original band Lock Up, uh, uh, broke up. He was actually um, suggested to um, link up with Zach De La Roche and Tim uh, uh, Comerford, who were in another band by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin said you should link up with these guys. That's a cosign right there. Rick Rubin said you should hook up with these guys. Um, uh, Morello actually kind of knew uh, Tim uh, Comerford uh, from uh, auditions with his own band in, in Lockup. Mm-hmm. He uh, tried to. Uh, he's a, he's a bass player. Tim Comerford's a bass player. He auditioned for Lockup, but didn't make it. And he also auditioned for Pearl Jam and didn't make that one either. Mm. But uh, he made this one. Uh, so they brought on Tim and Zach De La Roach, and uh, they were jamming. And uh, they uh, they also the, they were missing a drummer pretty much. They needed a drummer, so they linked up with Brad Wilk on that one. And uh, the band was complete at that point. They pretty much this was the what I guess like early like late nineties, like early two thousands, where CDs were just popping off. Their first three records. Went fucking not their first two went triple platinum, which I will say, and then the third one even went like double platinum. Like people were just buying CDs, yes, and they were super political, yes. So that was like the heyday of CDs, yeah. I would say like early nineties, maybe mid nineties through like early two thousands. I've always thought about too, like you know those bands, like you know that like really capitalized on you know coming out with albums like during that period where people were buying a lot of albums did they make a lot of money you think i think i don't i feel like they didn't i think early on would would probably stay like say like no you know what i mean enough of them sold on like so much that it like didn't even matter that they were only getting like fractional amounts but i think for sure later on people understood how that pushing of the those units like equal the money and but, everything's changed now but, but that sure. that's what i've kind of always thought about is like because you know you see now artists that come like you know they say like well we don't make shit off of albums because you know people don't buy albums because you can you can stream everything but i think that there's a balancing out like factor that's like all right well now yeah you're not selling a lot of albums you're not making that money off of the album uh but you're making a lot of money off the tours and shit and the merch. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, th- I feel like back then the triple platinum that, you know, uh Rage against the machine did on their first album. Yeah. They sold a fuck ton, but how much money were they actually making off of all of those, 
you know, units being sold. It'd be interesting I to feel like, talk to someone because I feel like they they would probably earn more off touring off of the album than from the actual album. Then it, it well, and probably then and now. Yes. Cause I think a band of I that think size, I think I think it's exact I think they were making I think when they went on tour back then they weren't making as much money because that was uh, do we know any like you know serious record execs that could call us and let us know this? How do we? We need draft. You probably Mike? call my brother and then ask ask him actually. Yeah, you should. He would know. Yeah, he and would actually make know that. that call. Clean that up for yeah. next week. I won't call him now because he fucking no 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 no, no, no. He, Later. he probably won't pick up. But yeah, so the band signed with Epic Records on uh, their first uh, self entitled album. Uh, immediately went triple platinum. Um, moving right along, they, despite the rumors that they were going to break up, which was always a thing that was like surrounding the band, uh, if they were going to break up or not, they came out with another album in 1996 called Evil Empire, and then boom, that one won triple album again. Mm -hmm. That one had Bulls on Parade on it and stuff. It yeah. was like you know a real big one. Um, Bulls on Parade was probably their biggest single, and they were booked to do SNL uh, that same year, 1996, and. Uh, they were supposed to do two songs, and the first song they did was Bulls on Parade. They did it, but the second time they came out to do their second song, they uh, draped uh, American flags over their amplifiers uh, inverted, which means it's an international sign for distress. Yeah. Uh, you know, for any country, not only just America, but if you turn the, you know, the flag upside down, it's distress. And SNL was not down with that because... Uh, they had a guest host on, which who was a Republican uh, guy, some Republican senator that was running for uh, uh, for the presidency, and they said they didn't like that guy. So and that was, was why they did it. He was the it. host of SNL. He was a co he was a he was a co host. He, from what I read about it, was he wasn't the main host. He like he just appeared in a couple skits, but the way that Saturday Night Live is obviously recorded, it's live. Yeah. So. They, the Raging Machine, they did their first skits and then Raging Machine did their first song, Bulls on Parade. And then after their first uh, set, their first song, uh, these couple um, um, skits that this Republican uh, senator did was after this those sets. Mm -hmm. And then they saw that and they were like, fuck this guy, you know, for whatever reason. And I did not look into like why because it doesn't even fucking matter. But then they then they came out the second time to do their second song, and they had they put like the inverted flags over their shit to like do a political thing. Because as I hope most people know already, listening to this this Peacock, Rage Against Machine is a political band. Very, very political band. Yeah. Like that's that's. Do you the think reason. they just had the flags with them? Um, they, they had to, have, have, they right? Just have, they just have that's them. actually a very that's a, actually a very interesting question, honestly, to me because. You know, they could have easily, if they didn't have it, just like ask. I feel like they could have easily just asked, you know, the props guy on hand at SNL. Because I I bet you that props department at SNL is just a fucking warehouse full of everything. Hey, Frank, give me six flags. Yeah, American. Right. Yeah, with the stripes. <laughs> right. The stars. <laughs> right. So... The uh, as soon as they went out there, SNL was like, "Nope, you're not doing that shit." So they cut their second song. Mm. They didn't even go out there. They didn't even weren't even be uh, able to perform it. Um, so and that really was the start of like their kind of like political 
uh, media battle, like, you know, in front of people. Because I think that's the most important thing that we will talk about here with, with Rage Against the Machine. They were one of the first, if not, I think, the foremost rock and roll bands that put political action above music. You know, a lot of bands, John Lennon's, you know, and, and people were about that life. You know, when we talked about, uh, what's his name, um, Peter Tosh yep. and stuff, you know, they were about that life. I think Rage Against the Machine is the first band that not only absolutely put that before music, but even in a day and age of like how we said they were selling triple, they were going triple platinum, mm -hmm. didn't give a shit. Yeah, it, the one thing I think is like one of the, you know, mysterious or like the, the, the mystic parts about them is, I think, how political they are, how much they were able. Because I think when you get into music and you get too much of anything, it, it kind of pulls away from the music and they were very political, but they were somehow able to marry that yes. with the music and, and made it profound that really, I don't think any other band has been able to do that or mimic or, or recreate that the way that they did when they well, did you see it a lot now, but like, this is like we said, 1996. So this is about like, you know, pretty much 20 and like 20 plus years too late. But you know, just to piggyback on like what you were saying, because you made me think about something interesting, why I think maybe they were able to get away with that is because, uh, and again, I will take, I'll take you, you, the word that you said, they had a marriage, not only politically and musically, but they had a marriage with hip hop and rock and hip hop at that point was very, a uh, very, uh, is combative a good word to use in a great like you know uh, just you know punk was against you know big brother against the system but at that point in 1996 you know hip-hop was such a rising star as a genre mm -hmm. i think also they kind of were able to grow up in that perfect storm of that marriage of rock and hip-hop and they were able to get away with being so political yeah and no. yeah and like that was kind of like you're saying that's where hip-hop started to ascend to the throne and that was also like the last vestiges of yes. real rock and roll yes. that was like bountiful still yes you know and yes. i think that made for a very you know um kind of just like hypersensitive chamber for that to exist and, that and, but also before or after and but yes exactly you're spot on and and also to the hyper like the chamber again i'm gonna keep using you had an audience that was very receptive of it yeah they were wanting that yeah there hadn't really been that ever because that was still kind of like it was it was still kind of crazy yeah it was still kind of like whoa well that's why although they are they, but they are, very it. big but like the, the, the peacock as aspect for me alone is just what they were saying when they were saying it and no one else was doing that yes back then yes you know and especially like delivering it in a rock form like at that point in time weirdly feels a little bit like better you know what i mean like it wasn't because you know the hip-hop freaked everybody out because it was obviously being delivered by black people Mm -hmm. You know, but being it's being de delivered by a a band that was not only rock and they were 
they were rock and roll. Like we know they're not rock and roll, but they were, you know, sold as rock and roll. But two out of the three members that were black, Tom and Zach Taylor Roach, they were that light skin black. So it was the delivery. It was it was it was more palpable to you yeah. know the audience and like to like you know old white people. And I think that the argument could be made that like Rage Against the Machine really took like the best parts of rock and the best parts of of rap. And we're able to just mix them together. Before anybody. Before anyone. Yeah. And that's, you know, and the Roots crew was probably doing their thing at that time, but it wasn't as big or as, as aggressive as this. So, as, you know, this is, you know, there's, you know, if there's ever reasons why, you know, you guys are wondering why I have the best co-host in the world, speaking of the Roots... Uh, they go on tour after that SNL, um, you know, bout, and they are on tour with Wu Tang Clan. But that tour uh, ends pretty abruptly because Wu Tang does not show up uh, to an uh, like their third or fourth gig into the tour. At, I think it was at like Rockford, uh, is that Illinois? I don't care. Yeah, was, let's go with that. Yeah, Rockford, Illinois. Rockford, Illinois. And they, the Wu Tang Clan did not show up to it. And uh, Rage was pissed the fuck off because Rage was there. They were the headliner for the most part. And uh, they kicked him out of the tour and replaced him with the Roots. Mm. So that's how brilliant your mind is. Thank you. Because you have that same connection. Mm. You know what's coming. You can, you're already piecing things before you even know that you're piecing them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's me just working on the puzzle. So the roots took over that tour. It was what an amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh God, I just even that. Oh, yeah. Even I the Wu Tang, but like, actually, we would we would want the roots. Or we we love Wu Tang, but would we both not agree? We would want roots with rage over Wu. Would you say yes? I'm gonna go yes there. I've always contended that bands that do hip hop with live instrumentation are yep. essentially the like superior sound of all sounds so like like rage does some of that and the roots do it to me even better in a different whole different type of way totally different way. and i think they saw that yes and it's the perfect like that's the perfect show to go from one to the other it doesn't matter what the order was so true i think i think i think i or i like to think that rage saw that and they had already hooked up and signed a contract with Wu Tang, but then <laughs> yeah. they were like, "Damn, we should have done with the Roots." And then when that happened, they're like, "Let's go the Roots." Just went right to hell because too. because you're totally right. That connection between rock and hip hop, but with the Roots and uh, uh, Rage of the Machine, is a total like it's it's simpatico in a, in a, in a, in in different type of ways. Totally different ways, and I would say that even to this day, those are probably still two the the two best examples of of that music i would agree like they have not released or relinquished the throne from that even to this day which is why both bands are so great i would absolutely agree Mm. good on you so um yeah so fast forward to uh 1996 they released their third album battle of los angeles again went double platinum on that one killed it that's the one with the iconic picture of the guy on fire i don't know if you are well versed Mm -hmm. in uh their album artwork but that is a yeah it's like the graffiti on the side of the wall right no it's the one where the guy's on fire hmm the Graffiti okay. on the Wall is is the first album. Okay. The the, the self entitled is, is the Graffiti on the Wall, and that actually is a Graffiti on the Wall. If I remember correctly, it was Graffiti on the Wall of all of these different um, 
uh, New York Stock Exchange and New York Times articles, and they, that was the graffiti. And they kind of it was somebody else did it, and they took it. Mm. Uh, but the third album artwork was the uh, the monk from Saigon. Oh, okay, yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was protesting how. Uh, the monks uh, in uh, this this is back in 1996 where Saigon remember shit remember remember Saigon remember the high headlines from 1996 Saigon was a fucking thing I bet you if you told uh, you know young kids nowadays that there is a country called Saigon they wouldn't fucking believe you I think I, I bet if you said true or false when do we how do we get to do uh, how do we start this segment now that, we were, wrong? that we were just talking about well no. Well, let's let we have to rename this segment. Am I right? <laughs> That's what I was talking about, right? Gotcha. What are we naming the segment? I don't know. We what are we naming the segment? 305-741-3671. When Alex is wrong and I feel that it is required on to no, I, correct I, I, on I want to name. I want to name it right now because we we talk, we we we've gone over this. Ali's uh, uh, Alex's oops. Ali's oopsie daisies. I don't know. What are we thinking? Ali's oopsie daisies. Ali's oopsie daisies. Ali's oopsie daisies. Okay. Where and this is an and we're let's ready to do this. Yep. This is a segment that we've been talking about after the you know you know me getting called out. Of the, when Jordan or anyone for for this point, and you know the listeners too, if you want to call an oopsie daisy on Alex, mm. it's called an alley an alley oopsie. oopsie daisy. Yeah, and you do it right there. Yes, you say I don't think you're right. Yeah, but I don't want to get too comfy where I'm just pulling that out. I'm only pulling that out when I want to go nuclear. Can you want? Do you want to explain what just happened, or you want me to? do? Well, I, I don't want. I, I won't. Well, no, no, no. Like, if I, I could have sworn that I knew that was right, I'm not going to, you know, be fact-checking these other little bits. I want to be wrong, too. Okay. Oopsie-daisies. Um, now, let's open up another tab and open okay. up another segment, and it's Alex's Double Down. Um, I'm going to say that there were two different album artworks for Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're doing that, it? <laughs> the one the we just got done talking about it. And you're going to do it? <laughs> All right. So uh, so in 2000, um, uh, sleep, while filming the song Sleep Now with the Fire, which was, um, which was uh, directed by Michael Moore, the famed director Michael Moore that did Fahrenheit. Uh, what was it? 441? What was Fahrenheit? Uh, Fahrenheit 451? 450. Well, no. Fahrenheit 911? Four, 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 what was you it? You know what? I'm going to say this again. Fahrenheit 451. Final answer. The Michael Moore. But you know the Michael Moore. He was the, he's your, he's the director that is like, you know. It's Fahrenheit 451. 451. Yes. Good job. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> take two fucking alley oopsie daisies within two minutes. No. I couldn't do no, it. No, you're taking L's this, this, uh, but, this, this pod. So it was, it was directed by Michael Moore, who is the controversial documentary documentarian mm-hmm. uh, director that has done Fahrenheit and uh, He's what done was a bunch of shit. I don't know. Uh, he he just, did the Columbine. Yep. Uh, the Columbine one. He did he does, do a 9-11 one, too? I think he did 9-11. He's a, he, so he's that yeah, guy. Yeah, he definitely did a 9-11 one. So he, he links. The, so, of course, Rage Against Machine links up with him to do Sleep Down the Fire music video. And um, 
Michael Moore gets permits to be able to perform uh, in front of the Federal Hall National Memorial in New York City. But he only has permits for the steps of the Federal Hall. Uh, and don't even fucking ask me what the fuck the Federal Hall National Memorial is. In I'm not York. looking it up. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not I, looking I, it up. I'm not. I. Well, I'm not. Don't don't get me involved. So, but they kind of seep out into the streets and the sidewalk, and that's when like the, the NYPD come in. They're like, "Yo, you don't have permits for this shit." And uh, Rage Against Machine and Michael Moore say, "Fucking, we don't give a shit. We're gonna keep going. We're recording a fucking music video." And the NYPD says, "All right, bro, we'll fucking arrest you." So they arrest Michael Moore during the video shoot of Sleep Now with Your Fire, Sleep Now in the Fire. Um, and while Michael Moore is getting arrested, he screams to the band, uh, take the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. And so at this point, there's such a crowd going on for this music video that no one knows that it's supposed to happen. But now there's a crowd going. People are there. They know what's happening. They're showing up. They got about, you know, 500, you know, people showed up for this and then Michael Moore states that, where do you think they go? The stock exchange. They walk down fucking, uh, you know, what is it, Madison Avenue. Is it? No, it's no, or no, it's Wall Street. Madison Avenue is the the advertisement one, right? I don't know. Madison Avenue is the advertisement. They want they go to Wall Street. They okay. go to this New York Stock Exchange. Okay. And they say we coming in. Still like you know recording and shit, but we're coming in. And uh, they they like they break down like the doors and they get in, but then apparently like the hub of the New York Stock Exchange has titanium doors that like fucking like come and lock down the place if like there's a siege. Yeah. Which by the way, January sixth, why don't we have those same things happening? Get it going. Like I was reading about, it and they were like, yeah, because they you know when the New York Stock Exchange is going, when they thought about like you know the the hub that's going on on wall street if somebody like literally back then if you came in and you took over like you could shut down the economic you like the u.s yeah. economic market yeah yeah so they had like these titanium doors that like came Didn't flying down Batman? which one i heard that patent's dope i haven't seen it yet no the one that, with bane they go to the stock market okay well we're talking about movies we're talking about real life here man this is real life, dude. They rode away on a motorcycle. So they <laughs> they uh, they come down the titanium doors, the titanium doors, and the they uh, they leave the rage rage leaves. They're done, so they leave. But then, uh, like four months later, two thousand MTV Video Awards, which I know you'll probably remember. Remember when Homeboy climbed the shit, climbed the globe? Oh yeah, yeah. So a couple months later. Uh, Rage Against Machine uh, lost to Limp Biscuit in uh, Best Rock um, uh, Video Music uh, Award, and uh, Mr. Tim uh, uh, Commerfold uh, was pissed, and he, he told, raged against the machine. He raged against him, him and his him and his. Uh, he's he's got a apparently he's got his own uh, bouncer, and his bouncer went to fucking bat for him. And they both got arrested when he climbed the globe that night and was rocking back and forth. Apparently, Tom and Zach were like, don't do that. And he said, I'm fucking doing it. And he and he, and he jumped up there and like did a thing. Rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll, baby. So after that, again, there was just so much tensions in this fucking band. And Zach left. And Zach, the reason why this band broke up is because 
they just could not like they couldn't make any decisions together. Like you know, they were just super. Like as Tom Morello says, they were super combustible. They're super com- uh, political. They he goes at one point he goes we literally couldn't even you know make decisions on like the color of our merch shirts like camouflage and mauve. He goes I we he's like no decisions were ever going to be made, which I think is so apropos. Tot- I was just about to say it's like you can't be political. Like the political machine moves so slowly, and then like and get then along. All other decisions <laughs> right. would have to, and then like get along with yeah, everything else. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? right? exactly. Like if it's gonna be political, we're just always gonna be arguing. Right. So um, uh, that was basically the end of the. Uh, I mean, the end of the band. They, you know, they got back together a couple more times, like to you know, do reunion like gigs. They never want to like back on like real tours and stuff. But one of the things I do want to put in there is um, when Zach left. Um, uh, the whole band, Tom, Tim, and um, uh, I can't remember. The drummer. Belk, Balk, Belk. Belk? What I can't Belk. 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 Chris Belk, whatever. They stayed together and um, they hooked up with uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, it was with uh, with Audio, Audio Slave. Slave. Yeah. And they hooked up and Audio Slave had a, another amazing, like, you know, couple albums. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, before Chris Cornell fucking yawned. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. And um, so they went on to do some stuff, and then obviously, we, like Tom Morello did some other stuff. All of them kind of do like some other like little things. You have the Prophets of Rage with like Chuck D and stuff, you know. But none of that's like really, yeah. you know, has to do with Raging the Machine. Um, the only thing, other thing I will say is they have been up for the Hall of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 2017, 18, 19, and twenty one, and still have not gotten in. We gotta and get it's them time in. To, it's time to cut the bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. That absolutely. is your peacock. It was a wow. little, it, it was a little long winded, but you know what? I'm gonna say this: we haven't had a long winded one in a while. A loaded bo- okay? baked potato. That's right? fine though. We haven't had a long winded one in a while, and I want, I don't want to hear from people like. Like they need, they needed their flowers and absolutely. Like I'm gonna be banging there's them a lot of stuff week. in there. Jeez, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be speeding on the way. So home check today. out the Peacocks and Music playlist on Spotify. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Everyone knows about Rage, but I, th- I hope I hope there was a couple nuggets in there for you. Sweet, great job. That yeah. um, definitely deserve it. And I just want to do a quick tease, though, before we got one last thing we'll get into. I want to do one more like, little quick tease. Uh, you know, Jordan's, Jordan, as much as you, I, I hope, I, I try not to, like, you know, take over, but God damn it, I'm just an annoying loud fuck. Yeah. We've got another Jordan Peacock and Music next week. Mm. Just a little teaser. Jordan, Jordan did his uh, inaugural one a couple uh, about a month ago. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with Mother Badu with, with uh, Mrs. Uh, Pussy Candles, mm-hmm. and he will be doing next week. Oh, is it incense? incense? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I, thinking of Paltrow. Yeah, I actually looked it Sorry. up, Sorry and about that. Um, like one singular incense, one singular stick online right now on eBay is going for twenty five dollars. You looked that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wanted to know. That's fucking expensive. I'm never paying that. No, never. No, fuck no. No. Mm-mm. So just a little tease for next week. Jordan is going to be doing the Peacock, and I'm Prepare already yourselves. excited. Prepare yourself. Yeah. So uh, what do you got for me? Okay. Well, so, send us out here good. Send us out yeah, here good. So it's been, been a good episode, I think. It has. Very meaty. I have a, It's interesting. I was looking up. 
and I just came across this article, and it was Rolling Stone's most updated list. Which is the worst. Okay, perfect. Of top 500 songs of all time. How do you do that? I don't even know how. I don't I, know. I, I To me, whether it's 237 or 238, okay. Like, you want to talk top 10, maybe even top 50. But even 50. top 10, I'm with you. Like, honestly, top 10, I don't know. Top 238 to 240, I don't know. Well, I'm going to give you the top 10 list right now, and you will... Eviscerate it. You will, you will give me plenty of reacts. Okay? Now, this is top... Uh, 500 and and the other reason I thought this was interesting because because the top 10 is not what did I you, think that you think it's going to be at all did you like the top did you like it or did you not like it um I'm gonna reserve judgment I don't okay. want to say anything okay. okay 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 so number 10 do you even want to take a guess um can, um I do you know I, we we love trivia we like guessing on this on this podcast um give me give me something to work with so I can guess what uh, genre um hip hop um Beastie Boys okay great guess there because that's probably who should have been there all I got, all Outcast I got. hey yeah <laughs> we are not starting well for Alex. Okay. That's their number 10 best fucking song of all time? Yes. Okay, wow. This is this year? Uh, last year, 2021. I'm already fucking flamed. Number nine, I think, is 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 I get it. I don't know it would be mine, but I'm just going to give you this one. Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. Yes, of course. Right? Yep. That, mm -hmm. that, that whole album, that album in general. Absolutely. That totally deserves it. Didn't think anything of it. Number eight. Uh, another hip hop. Do you want to take even uh, a female? <sighs> you, the hey ya is just so fucked up. I'm right? Not, I'm not over that one. Yeah. Uh, female hip hop uh, in the top 10. Number eight. A number eight. Whoa. I'm going to give it. You if you say Missy Elliott, I'm going to be pissed. Missy Elliott, get your freak on. <laughs> I swear to God. You swear <laughs> to God, dog. I, Look, yo, are you joking me right now? I got, I was, I, I got the album I, I right there for you. I said it as a joke. You. I said it as a fucking joke. Number eight, Missy Elliott, get your freak on. Absolutely not. Number seven. <laughs> About, I swear <laughs> to God, you have two more and we're stopping this shit. But here's the thing. Now they the market recorrects. This is why I don't... <laughs> and number seven, you have the Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever. I'd see, no. See, no, you can't not, do that. See, no, you can't do that. That's why I found this list to be you maddening. can't do that. Well, we're doing it. Okay. Number six. Strawberry Fields is not even their... Uh, I know. It's not even... And if you tell me that's the... And if you tell me that's the only Beatles song in the top ten, and it's Strawberry Fields, we we got problems. You're gonna pull a Sam Patch and find the nearest bridge, huh? <laughs> I'm a, well, I'll bring a bear cub with me, but number six, I think, um, is is warranted. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? There we go. See, there now they're go. pulling you back in. Now you're somehow getting confidence again in the list, right? I am. I am. Okay. Number five, I think this one also belongs in other side of the uh, the genre. Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. 
um not top 10 but i mean this fucking list this is why rolling stones is such bullshit you're gonna tell me that smells like teen spirit bcls get your freak on and hey y'all are in the top 10 of uh, 500 songs of all time yeah are you fucking joking me rolling stone no this is not okay go. number four bob dylan like a rolling stone nope Agreed. no Agreed. no none of his now, number three... Oh, not even top 20. I think you'll agree here with the artist, but I don't know if you're going to go with the song. I'm Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. I'm okay with that. But not three. I, ten? Uh, yes, not ten. You're right. Not, no, not, not even three. top ten. Not th- yeah, I would say maybe ten. Like, it was... I mean, what are these guys doing here? Because what you're, cause what you're saying here with, with Sam Cooke in, in that song, what you're saying here is influential, influential stuff. He's an influential guy, and he, you know, made his mark on music. And you know, we had to put him at three. Uh, get your freak on number eight. Not influ- influential. No, no, that's not influential, dude. That's not influential shit. Number two. I'm pissed. Uh, I'm hip hop. Number two. I, I can't believe I allowed you to do this on the last segment. I'm. I. I need to like. I want to tell. I'm gonna pause. You're right gonna be now. up all night with this one. Number two. Early hip hop. Do you want to take a guess? More hip hop. Yes. Number Where's two. Where's Jimmy? Where is Jimmy? Yeah, not on the list. <laughs> He's not on the top ten. No. Oh, okay. So you want to take a guess? Early, um, early hip hop. Uh, early hip hop. Um, East Coast, West Coast. Uh, East Coast. East Coast. Ooh, he's, he's in the middle. He's in the middle. That should show me something. I have nothing. What is it? Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Uh, West Coast. Public Enemy? Yeah. But what's his name is from New York, though? Uh, Flavor Flav. Yes, he's the only one. Mm, that's what got me. Yeah. Okay. And number... I'm okay with that one in, in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so annoyed by this list. Number one. I think... I don't know how this is going to land on you. If you say Led Zeppelin. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Uh, stairway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one, Aretha Franklin. Respect. I, this list is ass backwards. Thank you. This list is you, there's no merit to it. You and I would never put a list like this together, and we're a bunch, and we're a couple of just uh, you know funny jabronis. Absolutely, not. we would never do this. No, there's no way you are going to tell me that uh, get your freak on and hey, y'all are in the top 10 and you don't have fucking any Jimmy in there. Nope. Okay. You got no Jimmy. Nope. And then the one Beatles that you put in there is strawberry. Bro, strawberry fields is a great song. It's not even the Beatles top 10 great songs. Would you go like Obla D? Who? Obla D. Obla da. I just, I love that song. <laughs> Is that is that you? For you, yeah. yes. Yeah. But like that, but like, dude, the Beatles top ten is isn't even strawberry. You want to take a guess at the number five hundredth uh, greatest song of all time? I do. Give me, give me, gotta give me some words. Uh, Hip hop. <laughs> Hip hop off is John Rocker. Hip hop off is John Rocker. It's Kanye. Um, harder, better, faster, stronger. Yes, it literally is. Is it really? Stronger, yeah. Boom, bitch. Wow. Boom. That's why you're my guy. I called two of those. You did. I did call two of those. You're insane. (laughs) 
Um, I'm very upset with that. that that's this is this segment is called "Why You Should Not Ever Fucking Why Rolling Stones Doesn't Sell Subscriptions Anymore." Yep, that's the name of the segment. Yeah, so I was for some reason I I just kind of like stumbled upon the article. I was very curious what top ten would be. I was like so didn't know how to feel about it at all kind of like mystified by it and then that's what i said if i'm even a little bit outraged here i need to bring this to big listen listen i know we come off a lot of times or at least definitely me as like michael jackson fans the fact that thriller yeah (laughs) like you got and i'm gonna keep fucking saying it not even a single michael jackson song the like fact you could have picked five. I'm gonna keep saying the fact that you put "Get Your Freak On" and "Hey Ya" in there over "Thriller." I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. And then again, "Strawberry Fields" is not even the top ten of the Beatles' best songs, man. Like the only song Jesus of rap that would Christ. even belong in there because they wanted. To hey like- Jude, like I'll give you that shitty song. Yeah, I like that song too. It's a great song. I don't even like it, but it's better than Strawberry Fields. Definitely. Absolutely. 100%. It's not even close. Yeah, I don't think they represented the Beatles where like well I could, at all. Like they're doing a thing. Like 500 like greatest songs, if you did have to put like a hip hop song in there, you would either go Fight the Power or you'd go like Changes, Tupac. Honestly, if you I had to put I mean? if I had to put it if I had to put one hip hop song in the top 10, it would be African Bombada Planet Rock. No, no, it would be like a I, it would, would be a pioneering like, song. It'd be like ain't nothing but a G thing. You know what I mean? I'm cool with that. You yes, know? but it'd yeah, be like, a pioneering song. Yes, like this changed it. Yes, yeah. I don't. I mean, where, look, where, where does I Nas first? Where's where does Nas first fucking end up? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I can look deeper into that list and find some. This list has got me hot, and I can't believe you saved it for like the last hot little because I could do another an hour on this fucking bullshit. Yeah, well, that's why I needed to bring it to your attention as soon as I saw it. I said, "My man's needs to see." Thank this. you, thank you. So maybe you should write Rolling Stone a, an op-ed piece and just shred them <laughs> apart or something. Um, and and uh, Michael dictate. Um, guys, that's episode number sixty in the books. I had a lot of fun today. Yes, I had a lot of fun today. Yeah. Um, we're Stella and we got our groove back. Yes. Uh, see you guys next week. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, review, yada, yada, yada. I think we got some merch stuff in, 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 in the wings now. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a whole merch store just you based on I mean? this episode. Like, uh, what, what is it? When in doubt, when in- cup it out. <laughs> see you next week. Later.